Today, we're going to be reflecting together on Psalm 1. I don't know where you're at in your life right now, but Psalms always seem to be appropriate to various circumstances of life. Psalm 1 is, of course, right at the beginning, the first one. It signals the start of a journey and of choices along the way. If you've ever been to Europe, one of the things that strikes you is the churches. Many of them are old, they're huge, they're high and impressive, and often they have these gigantic doors. As you pull the grand door open, you know that you are entering a different kind of place, a, a certain kind of space. Psalm 1 is like that. It's the very first psalm or song or prayer in the whole book of 150. It has a very specific place in the order. It's the huge door that you pull open. Its tone, its content, orients you to the rest of the book. Psalm 1 is the threshold, the entranceway. Come and enter with me. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on God's law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is the word of the Lord. Look at how the psalm starts. Blessed are those who. That's a formula that's familiar to Bible readers. Jesus used that famous phrase too in his Beatitudes. And so to start off the whole book of Psalms, we have a statement of blessing, a Beatitude. The Psalm gives the picture of the person who's living in a state of blessedness, a state of happiness, joy, deep contentment. It's as if an outside person looks on at this someone and sees them and exclaims, oh, the happiness of the person who lives this way. Isn't that wonderful to see? Look how rich and full and content their lives are. In fact, other translations say, oh, the joys of those who, or even happy are those who. So how do you end up in this state of happiness? Well, there are points that this psalm outlines. It reminds me of a famous book by Stephen Covey called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. What he notes are habits inclinations they have, choices they make, and practice, maybe deliberately at first, training themselves, but then these become habits, routine ways of doing things, natural responses to situations. And that's what this psalm is like too. It lists the four or five habits of highly blessed or happy people. 
The first clues are all negative in the sense that they are things that these people avoid. If you are seeking a full, happy life, you need to drop certain habits. I would summarize these under the banner, they don't follow the crowd. Who is the crowd? Well, in brief, it's those who don't live God's way. Those who say, I can make my own destiny. I can make my own choices. I can live the American dream of having it all. For example, one famous man said that, quote, the American dream is reaching a point in life where you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. End quote. So it's definitely a way of life that doesn't put God and God's desires at the center. Now in verse 1, there are three actions here. Walk, stand, and sit. And three groups of people named the wicked, the sinners, and the mockers. And although there are differences between them, it's also a total picture repeated for emphasis. There's a progression, the progression of temptation of sin. First of all, these people do not walk in step with the wicked. In other words, they don't even start to travel along with the crowd. The beginning may be innocent enough. You come across something by accident, maybe a great bit of juicy information about someone, or an insider trading tip, or your friend offers you something at a party, or something pops up on your screen, and you think, ah, maybe I'll just see what all this fuss is about. How bad is this stuff really? And you begin to walk down that road with the crowd. Instead of continuing in God's way, you get diverted just to see. You know, the temptation that Eve faced was to know more. But in this broken world, knowing more is not necessarily the way of wisdom. The next step is that they stand in the way the sinners take, or they begin to hang out where the crowd hangs out. Now you don't just travel along a little ways by accident. You begin to spend more time there with the gossip or the drugs or the pornography or the illicit information. When confronted with a choice by nature or sinful nature, certainly, will take the path of least resistance. But the blessed, happy person will make a choice, the right path, not necessarily the easy one. In this progression, finally, then you are, quote, sitting in the company of mockers. Their way of life becomes yours. You become one of them. Their habits are your habits. Their way of viewing life is your way of viewing life. And you too become a mocker of the righteous or those who try to live by other principles. They can't let loose, you scoff. They don't know how to have fun. They're not free. No, but are you? The Bible says you just trade one kind of bondage for another. Instead of choosing to do things God's way, you become hooked on your own pleasure, 
let's say. You become a slave to your own desires, which are also the ones the ungodly crowd approves of. God's word says that's not freedom at all. It's an illusion, a mirage. It will make you like, in the phrase in the psalm, the chaff that the wind blows away. Rather than being in control of your own destiny, you become a nothing, blown around by whatever whim is blowing that day. So three habits of highly blessed people involve avoiding the self-talk, the attitudes, and the habits of the crowd. People who make choices that lead away from God. To live the happy life, these are the things you should not do. And then, here is what you must do. We could look at this as a title that says, Develop a One-Track Mind. These people delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on God's law day and night. Fully happy people have a one-track mind about doing what God wants. They know the difference between right and wrong, and they have developed the habit of making wise choices. Maybe the choices were hard at first. Probably they were. They took effort. She had to pray herself into doing the right thing. He had to call his sponsor to help him make the right choice. She had to wrest herself away from one activity and make herself do another one. He had to force himself to turn it off and then go do something else. But over time, they have become a habit or reflex to make choices that lead to life and not death. Where do we find the ability to do that? The Psalm says, by meditating on God's law, by immersing ourselves in the way that God would want things to be happening, delighting in God's instruction, hanging out with God's people, getting ourselves into a small group, opening ourselves up to the leading of the Spirit, seeking God's direction, looking to Jesus as an example, meditating on God's law, allowing it to shape our thoughts, gives us the strength to live according to its principles. And then the psalm gives us this amazing imagery about what such blessed people are like. They are like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will be destroyed. This godly person is a flourishing tree planted there, it says, not some wild seed that began to take root, but deliberately planted by the irrigation canals. And although he hasn't been mentioned yet, it is God who does the planting. God who assures that such people thrive. These are images of people thriving and flourishing. And imagine a climate where there are few trees. It is dry, 
rocky, dusty. Trees are scarce. Greenery can only grow by water. God is the water. God's people who live near him are green. This image is used more often in scripture. Here are some verses with an image from Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, where it similarly says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they go right on producing delicious fruit. Trees that are firmly and deeply rooted in God are not troubled when the heat or drought happen. They're not easily swayed, not easily shaken. When they encounter trouble or adversity or unrest or disaster even, there's something unshakable about them because their confidence does not depend on themselves or how well they do or don't do. Their confidence doesn't depend on the circumstances. It doesn't even depend on what others think about them, rightly or wrongly, because their roots go deep, deep down into the water, God's living water, and they can always draw strength from God. Their well-being does not depend on circumstances. It depends on God, and God is faithful. God is true. A mighty fortress is our God. So whatever the upper circumstances of your life right now, do not be anxious, for your roots go deep, and God will provide. I desire to be that kind of person, don't you? Unshakable, firm in conviction, not of my own goodness, not at all, but that in my own weakness is God's strength. I certainly desire for this to be true of the church as well, firm through adversity. Not because we are so good or do it right or have all the right, correct answers, but because we have deep, deep roots that draw water from God, even in times of trouble. No wonder that Jesus, on his way with the disciples to Jerusalem to be lifted up, exclaimed, Happy are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Happy are those who hear the word of God and keep it.